Hello, and thank you for joining me. This is Jaded. I am Jody, and today is October 13th, 2021. And today, early this morning, about 2 a.m., Nevea Marie was born. Nevea Marie is potentially my second granddaughter. Uh, there is a 50% chance between my son and another young man as to who the father is. However, my son is still with the baby mom, and, um, well, they have my first granddaughter together. They have Luna, and Luna has an older brother named Eli, and I tell you, those two kids are the light of my life. They are love and happiness and joy and opportunity all rolled into one. However... When Colby and Savannah get upset with me or anyone else, they cut you off. This has become a large problem for me in my life, not just with this son, but with my other children. There doesn't seem to be an ability to work things out, to communicate, to talk, to, you know, work past difficulties. And that is troublesome for me. Because life is about obstacles, life is about difficulties, life is all about running into problems, but it's how you make them through, it's how you make your, how you get through those problems that speaks to your character, that can, it can tear you down or it can build you up, it can teach you things, you can learn things, you, first of all, empathy is one thing, second of all, knowledge you need all of the pieces to a puzzle before you can figure it out. And if you just don't like some of the pieces or what those pieces say, so you put the puzzle down and walk away, what are you really accomplishing? And so yesterday, my daughter-in-law, I'll call her that even though they're not married, I do consider her family. I care about her quite a bit. She was scheduled for a C-section this Friday. She's had two C-sections before. She's a tiny little thing, and, you know, just her OBGYN scheduled C-sections just for safety in case the baby can't pass. So she was scheduled for Friday, but yesterday she started experiencing contractions, uh, pressure all in the right places, um, stomach was tightening, baby wasn't moving. So they decided to go to the hospital to see if, she needed to deliver, and I agreed to be on standby in case they needed someone to watch the kids while they were in the hospital. Now, Savannah clearly has a mother, and her mother is also willing to be on standby, but only if she definitely knows the baby's coming. So yesterday, because it was an if, they were going to the hospital to see if it was time for her to deliver. Colby called me, I went ahead, spoke to my boss, cleared the time, and left my job about 11 o'clock to go down to pick up my granddaughter, Luna, who is not old enough to be in school, but is too young to be, of course, waiting in the waiting room. So I do that, pick her up, took her over to my good friend Ed's house, and he just happened to have his granddaughter there, and Ona is four, so 
three, the two of them had a great time. Took them to the park. Uh, we just we had a really great day. And that is the first time that I have been able to see Luna on my own since Colby and Savannah moved out of my house quite abruptly in May. Now, this is October. So, you know, we're talking a good couple months. I was grateful for the time. Didn't, didn't even matter to me how long it had been. Just happy to have time with my granddaughter. So I get a phone call from them a couple hours in, and they're sending Savannah home. She's not dilating. Her labor's not progressing. They think it's just Braxton Hicks, false labor. So they're sending her home. So he asked me to come pick them up, give them a ride home. So I gather up Luna, get all of her stuff ready. We drive down, pick them up. Um, they're both very cordial to me, nice, telling me what had happened at the hospital, this, that, and the other, on the drive home. So I drop them off, and Savannah had said, you know, I'm still feeling the same pain, I'm still feeling the same pressure, like, I don't know why they sent me home. Now, I am a woman who's had four kids, and with one of my kids, Colby, in fact, the father we're talking about, they sent me home twice, two times telling me that I wasn't ready, I wasn't dilating, wasn't progressing. It was infuriating, quite honestly. It was quite infuriating. The second time they sent me home, they sent me home on, they, they gave me a pill to help me sleep, right? Who the fuck gives a pregnant woman who's potentially in labor a pill to sleep? Anyway, I go home, draw a hot bath, climb in the hot bath, because if any woman doesn't know this, Hot water will get rid of cramps, will get rid of labor pains. That's why some women choose to give birth underwater. It is amazing how dipping your body into the hot water and just the pain is gone, literally gone, and it is amazing. So I go home on this pill that makes me sleepy, and I climb into the tub and I fall asleep. When I wake up, the water is cold. And I am having major contractions. So I go to tell Marcos, we got to go back to the hospital. And he just looks defeated, straight up defeated. He's like, babe, they've already sent you home twice. I really don't think, but I knew I was in labor. So I probably yelled at the top of my lungs, we are fucking going now. And we did. And, of course, I get there. I am too dilated for them to be able to give me an epidural. So I, lucky me, gave birth to Colby naturally. So I dropped him off at the house, expecting that she'll probably be back in the ER sometime today, sometime or sometime yesterday, sometime last night. But I don't get any text messages, no phone calls, nothing. So when I get up for work this morning, I text around 7 and said, hey, um, how is Savannah? How's the baby? Let me know if anything's changed. No response. I get into work. A little bit into the day, my boss says, you know, so, hey, are you are you a second grandma yet? Do you have, has the baby come? I tell him I haven't gotten a response. So I text my son again. Hey, just give me an update. I want to know everything's okay. Get nothing. Another hour or two goes by. My boss again is like, hey, have you heard anything? So I pick up the phone and I call my son. And I'm like, Colby, so what's going on? He's like, look, Mom. Okay, my first priority is not to call my whole family and tell them that I'm having a baby. Okay, so, like, yeah, sorry. And I was just like, you know, what the fuck is up with the attitude? 
So we're talking a little bit, and we're in the conversation for probably five to seven minutes before I realized she had the baby. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, back up. So your daughter's here? He's like, well, yeah, Mom. She goes on to tell me she had her C-section last night about 1 o'clock in the morning. Uh, Things went fine. Uh, He's telling me how the nurses in the OR are like, oh, do you want to take a picture? Where's your phone? You take a picture. And he says, Mom, I'm trying to be present in the moment. And they're telling me to pick up my phone. He's like, fuck that. Like, I'll fucking remember. I'll remember what she looks like. I, I mean, I was there. Like, I'm there for it. I'm trying to be present. He goes, and, and plus she's going to grow up with me. Like, I'm always going to know and remember what she looked like. And, you know, to myself, I'm kind of laughing because I know how quickly we forget. I'm old. And, and maybe it's just the age. I don't know. But either way, he didn't take any pictures. So as he's telling me why he didn't take pictures, he says, you know, nobody in this family even cares that I'm having another baby. All they care about is Brian, because Brian had his baby. All right, Brian is my brother. Brian had a baby in June. It was his first baby, and yeah, it was a big deal. But Colby is feeling pushed aside and like nobody cares. He says, you know, nobody did, nobody did a fucking baby shower for her. Nobody did anything like, it's like nobody even cares. And then he's hoeing and hawing and humming about whether or not I can actually come see the baby. So the reason I did this podcast is just to voice my frustration because how the fuck is anyone supposed to schedule a baby shower for you when the two of you refuse to talk to family. When neither of you are reaching out, you don't care about grandparents who want to visit, you do nothing to cultivate those relationships, you do nothing to reach out, and then you're going to turn around and blame us? I'm just so frustrated I, I can hardly see straight. But my thought was, It is up to the parent, which in this case my son is the parent. It is up to the parent to make sure the children are included with the rest of the family, to reach out, to be involved. You can't just be pissed at everybody and cut yourself off and expect to have the same opportunities that you would if you were close to your family. I love them to death, and I definitely would help with a baby shower, but how the fuck am I going to do that when neither one of you will take my calls? Or when you've both got me blocked. I mean, it's an impossible scenario, yet my son is pissed off and in a shitty mood when it's his daughter's first day of life. I can hear it in his voice. I can hear it in his words. And he's just an angry motherfucker. And it's not right. And then know that it affects those kids. I got a phone call from his phone. I pick it up, and it's my granddaughter, Luna. Hi, Grandma. Hi, Grandma, and go park, and go park. And I kind of thought maybe Colby put her up to it, like maybe they needed a break, and I would go get her. But when I convinced her to give the phone to Colby, he's like, Mom, uh, look, I really got to go. I don't have time. I don't have time to talk. And I said, well, you know, Luna called me. And then I hear him yell at Luna. And I just want to squeeze his little head until it bursts. I just, today should be a beautiful day. There is a new life in the world, and it could be my son's, and it's a shame to see it wasted this way. Thank you for listening. This is Jaden, and I'm Jody.